Check, check. Hello, hello. Check, check, check. What's up, everyone? Welcome back to If Plants Could Talk. This is Garrett. I'm your host. This conversation took place on Saturday, May 14th, 2022, with my very special guest, Planter Re, also known as Rhiannon. She's on Instagram at planter.rhi. I really enjoyed having her on today. It's a rare occasion that I get to converse with a female on the podcast. I just really appreciate and admire the type of human being that she is and her purpose and things that she's doing uh, with the plants, some of the causes that she is very passionate about. It was very nice to uh, relate to her and to be able to bring this message to the community. I just want to let you guys know that this could be triggering for some, although it shouldn't be. Uh, we are openly discussing sexuality and um, the rights of LGBTQ plus people. And Rhiannon is actually organizing a fundraiser coming up here uh, in June. I believe it'll start the second week of June and she will be promoting it the whole first week and is seeking donations for plants. So if you would like to donate a plant, make sure to reach out to her on Instagram. There will be an auction and it will go to an undecided cause at this time. But last year it went to Trans Lifeline. So I think that's super cool. I want to shout out some of these uh, resources that she provided for me today. Uh, one of them is called The Trevor Project. The other is one I just mentioned, Trans Lifeline. She is involved in a place now. Uh, she's located in Nashville, Tennessee. That's where she was uh, speaking to me from or on the outskirts of Nashville. It's called Just Us, the Oasis Foundation. And then there's P Flag, And that is it on those. I will make sure to plug a link to all of those resources in the description of this episode. I want to take a moment to tell you guys about my sponsors. If you scroll down into the description of this episode, you will find links to Mezcala Nursery located in Long Beach, California, GT Nursery, Green Touch Nursery located in Bellflower, California. Head over to at GT Nursery on Instagram and check out their live auctions on Wednesdays. Big shout out to Plantly.io. If you guys are not familiar and you are abandoning Etsy because of their 30% increase in fees for sellers, well, guess what? I got good news for you guys. There is a new platform called Plantly, and it's an app that you can find in the App Store on Android or iOS. And not only that, you can go into your web browser and type in plantly.io, spelled just the way it sounds. And I will make sure to put a link there. I have been selling with Plantly since the fall, and it's been great. Things are moving along. It's a growing company for sure, growing startup that is very passionate and they include all kinds of really cool plant care and videos and just amazing content. I really like what they're doing. And if you're tired of, of Etsy or eBay or whatever, paying for monthly for Shopify, I definitely recommend it. And if you're looking to shop for plants, especially those of you that are into houseplants, tropicals, there's a really good orchid vendor on there and cactus and succulents, galore now starting to grow so uh, you can find me on plantly earthlingbotanical.plantly.io real quick before i forget also i am currently hosting a fundraiser for this podcast i have launched an 
Indiegogo campaign. And I will make sure to have a link in the description of this episode. You can find a link in my bio and I've been posting it in my story and it's on my feed. I have been uh, unable to make ends meet for various things in life lately. And I don't mean for it to be a pity party and it's not, but uh, I have to choose other priorities over the podcast financially. Um, understandably so, I'm sure. I am behind on most of the podcast bills. So if anyone would be willing to take the time, I wrote and put my heart into this campaign. And uh, yeah, just go check it out. Maybe if you enjoyed this content or have enjoyed other content that I have created and are willing to support in any way, every bit helps I will be running it for a duration of 45 days. It just launched the other day. So you got plenty of time if you're not in a position to do so now. I really appreciate everyone who has donated so far. And I really hope you guys enjoy this conversation. I definitely did. Here is Rhiannon. Planter Re, welcome to the show. Hello. Thanks for having me. Hello. Hello. How are you today? I'm good. Good. Yeah. Uh, Where are you talking to me from in the country? Tennessee. Yes, I just recently moved down here from Wisconsin, so it's big change. Mm-hmm. I moved down here. I'm actually living with my cousin right now, which is I'm in her husband's studio, which is why all the nice. guitars and the music equipment is around. Yeah, it looks awesome. You sound good, yeah. too. You're mic'd up or? Yeah, no, I couldn't get the mic to work. He tried to help me out, but uh, that still sound fantastic. Laptop, so. <laughs> oh, yeah, you still sound fantastic. Whereabouts in Tennessee are you at? Nashville area. Nice, nice. Yeah. What? Um, so, what? You were born and raised in Wisconsin. Actually, I was born in Philadelphia, okay. and I lived there for like two years, and then we made our way over to Wisconsin. So that's where I stayed most of my life. So I'd say raised in Wisconsin mostly, but yeah, yeah. I've been there for twenty years probably. Okay, so. okay. cool. Yeah. And uh, what's plant culture like out there? <laughs> Is it scarce? In- Yes, very. (laughs) So so. in Wisconsin, it's like you can't really find anything. There was like nothing for cactus at all. So Uh you're pretty you're pretty much on your own, which is why I got on Instagram and found the community because then I bought everything online and went crazy because I had such access to it that way. But right. Yeah. Yeah, That's the beautiful thing about the Internet for sure. Right. Yes. (laughs) Yeah. So what what kind of plants did you start with and when? You know, I think maybe four or five years ago almost, and I I always liked plants and I always liked cactus, but I'd see them at like Stein's or Home Depot and just get those like little tiny ones. Although I did, I never got a Home Depot one with the fake flower on it. (laughs) The enhanced, you never got an enhanced plant? Thank God. But uh, yeah, I just had a small one. Like, I don't even know what it was. Just a small little one from Stein's was like the start. And then I didn't even know like, the vast genus that cactus have. So I was like, go ahead, please. I was off and running once I figured it out. I was going to say, what about a spray painted succulent or a dyed orchid? You ever had one of those? No, thank God. (laughs) I can say that I have not. I've had all three. Yeah. I don't blame you. It's hard to know what you don't know. So, right, right, right. Yeah. Um, that's cool. And, uh, when did you join the online plant community? 
I think three years ago now, okay. I uh, actually got on with my best friend, Alex. She is like a huge tropical plant person and she had been, you know, starting to sell and things like that. And I was like, let's make Instagrams. Like there's gotta be like a lot of people that like plants on Instagram. <laughs> I had no idea. Right. And uh, before I just kind of, I didn't use social media all that much. I just kind of like was there uh-huh. and I looked at some things. I had like a normal Instagram besides my plant one. And mm-hmm. I just like barely posted on it and just looked at, you know, random celebrities and music and all that junk. So, yeah, but yeah. Yeah. Well, you seem like, uh, the type that's just like super passionate about plants, but you're not like, uh, posting in your story all day long. Like yeah, maybe someone I- like me. <laughs> You know what I mean? No, you know what I, mean? I, I definitely don't post as much for sure, but I am doing plant things probably like all of my free time. I believe it. No, I believe it. Cause yeah. I see, I, I see, I didn't mean it in like an, I think it's uh, an admirable thing, yes. you know, they're, everyone's different and uh, mm-hmm. uh, you have some really cool plants at staged and I like how like y'all just have the one plant and then it's like the balcony overlooking the oh, grass. Yeah. I'm sure you don't have that spot now anymore. Huh? Not anymore. It <laughs> was really cool well, though. I mean, it's at my parents' house. That's where I was before oh, cool. in Wisconsin. So that's still there technically. Okay. But yeah, I, and actually a lot of my plants are still there cause I haven't okay. fully moved down yet. So that'll be a big trek to try and get everything down here. But yeah, it's just right off the deck. And it was always, I liked that spot. And I liked when you could see the sun uh, yeah. set sometimes. That was real nice. So how is growing in, we'll start in Wisconsin, and then how this trans- transition is going to be. Um, do you, what was that like, climate-wise? Yeah, I mean, it was hard to figure out because I, you know, at first was, one, not aware of any, like, soil uh you know, etiquette of what cactus need and things like that. So it was like, I just was using pure, like that cactus soil bag that Mm -hmm. you'd get at the store that was just like peat and also like a lot of organics and some sand. And that was pretty much all I was using Yeah, and like no perlite, no anything. I had no clue for like the first two or three. And then I kind of realized like, oh, they don't like that. Mm -hmm. (laughs) So yeah, I definitely... It took me a while. I'm in Wisconsin. I'm mostly inorganic because, and, and that's hard because you can't really find like pumice and different add-on things to like, or granite and decomposed granites. It's super hard. Like Mm -hmm. you can't really find that anywhere, or at least that I found. Mm -hmm. And so I really had to outsource that from the internet too. So thankfully Amazon actually has a pumice uh, bag that they'll send you that's not too bad so that I was gonna was say because the shipping would probably get kind of costly yeah yeah it, it was so I was able to get like a couple bulk orders and that helped for sure yeah it makes sense uh that you would need an inorganic in a climate like that as opposed to here you can get away with growing cactus in that crappy soil for sure you mm-hmm. know what I mean but yeah. it, obviously it's not ideal but like somewhere where like you are that would make sense you need to be yeah. like constantly watering and and having good drainage and stuff yeah, it's in Wisconsin, it's like you have sun some days and then none for like a week and a half. Mm-hmm. And so it's that weird combination of like, I always had to keep them shaded because shade cloth, at least, because there was no like balance. So they couldn't get used to the sun. Uh, nothing consistent. Nothing. Yeah. So I just had to always keep them under a shade cloth and then 
eventually I had to get a greenhouse because it rains way too much. Even with the inorganic, it wouldn't dry fast enough. And yeah. like with the infrequencies, it just, there was no way it would ever wow. work otherwise. What about winter? Are you bringing everything inside or? Yes, everything goes inside. Wow. I kind of, my family is really great and they were very gracious in letting me like move around all the furniture in the house basically. Yeah. And yeah. so I have three stands at home that come inside during the winter mm -hmm. and that's how I've done it. And we have like a sliding kitchen door. So I was able to put two of the stands in there and they just got the diffuse light. And then the other one, I just kind of shoved in a room with less. So they, they got a little tortured over winter. <laughs> That's a level of dedication that I'm not sure I possess, but I, I really do admire everyone that does that out there. Shout out to the Midwest plant people, man, especially cactus mm -hmm. and succulents, because houseplants are one thing, but cactus oh, yeah. and succulents is a whole nother story. Yeah, it's a lot of work and dedication, I'll say that. Yeah. If everyone keeps seeing me uh, wiping my face, it's because it's like 95 degrees in my house. It's <laughs> super hot. It's like an oven and I don't have air conditioning. Anyways, uh, so now you're moving to Tennessee. What is, is there like extreme differences in the climates? Yeah, I mean, a lot hotter. So mm -hmm. definitely that. There is still that humidity factor a little bit, I've noticed, but not all the time. And the heat really drowns that out for me. Mm -hmm. um, so the plants love the sun. I'll tell you that. Mm -hmm. So the ones that I do have down here and uh, they're loving life, I think. But yeah. I have... I'm trying to kind of get the balance of inorganic to organic content now a little bit just because of how hot it is. Mm -hmm. So, but yeah, I got to get a little bit better of a setup, but for now I just have a little table outside. <laughs> how are the winters? I'm sorry. I know nothing about the climate over there. Well, how are the winters in Tennessee? Um, you know, when I was here for the winter, it was, I think their average low is 29. So okay. like nothing like Wisconsin right. <laughs> at all. Yeah you could potentially like seal off something outside and keep it warm enough yeah. or something. Yeah. That's what I'm thinking is maybe that will be a definite possibility or it, it has to be because there's no way I'm going to be able to bring what I have inside my cousin's house. <laughs> so what brought you out there? You're living with your cousin. Yes. And uh, for now I am and we are in real estate. So mm -hmm. yeah, we, I work with her. I'm uh, director of operations for her real estate team. Wow. And nice. so, yeah, we're based in Nashville and we do basically all middle Tennessee and, uh, have some people that, you know, help from the lower half and the Southern part, and then also in the Northern part. So we hit about everywhere in middle. So, wow. And is it the housing market growing over there because of exoduses in other States? Yes, there, we have lots of, you know, people that move in, but also there's a lot of people that leave as well. It's mm -hmm. kind of, you know, there is some of that balance, but the mm -hmm. market has been absolutely insane these past couple of years. Like it's very abnormal to what it was because interest rates were super low and uh, people had a lot of buying power. And then also there was low inventory so of houses. So like people there's been bidding wars houses go like over a hundred thousand over asking price. Wow. It's insane. I would it's imagine crazy. there's like some people that are like, this is too conservative for me. I'm leaving. And then there's people that are like, my state's too liberal. I'm going there. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. There's right. a lot of like people, you know, it's crazy that they actually exist, but there's a lot of people that I'll see. We do some marketing that's like more local and uh, we see people say, you know, 
tell them we don't want them because everyone has this thing about people from California moving here because there are a lot of mm -hmm. that because there's no income tax here and so um and property taxes are low and our so, money's worth more there too you can't buy right. a house for less than 500,000 here now yeah exactly so i mean there is like a portion of houses here where it's less expensive but they're also you know getting climbing up as well and there's lots of and if you're in the city that you're expensive that's yeah, pretty much any you city know, right any city yeah. but yeah it's uh it's definitely been interesting to watch people's reactions like locally when they think that there's a bunch of you know liberals moving here and stuff but yeah it's definitely more conservative down here well let's dive into that um let's switch gears into how do you identify sexually I'm a lesbian. Okay. And what's that like for you having grown up in Wisconsin and now living in Tennessee where abortion is illegal now, right? And um, you right? know, Isn't I'm not it? I'm not sure if they actually have made it fully illegal because the federal law has to be actually okay. thrown down. It, they're the ones with the trigger law. If yeah, it goes into so, place then they're automatically going to ban it. Yeah, if Supreme Court uh, you know, overturns Roe, mm -hmm. then then that's when states can have control of it. Mm -hmm. And the state will definitely be one of them that takes that away. Do you mind sharing on that? Yeah. So not the I abortion mean, part, but the uh, LGBTQ. Yeah, of course. Plus. So, yeah, I mean, Wisconsin, where I lived, um, was also fairly conservative. Um, but, you know, it's weird because, you know, they say the South and like, you know, you know that like they're the gun toting, like mm -hmm. conservatives with, you know, the typical accent type thing so it's just that stereotype but they really are very conservative around here so it's definitely something i'm aware of but i try to keep an open mind just because i know that's not everyone and whoever you meet you just have to meet like where they are and so that's one thing that i'm definitely big on um but i'm cautious i would say i don't you know do anything too extra if I don't know where I am or if I'm in like a very, I can tell conservative area. So you mean you're not flying a, a rainbow flag off of your back, like a rainbow? Yes, <laughs> definitely not. <laughs> but yeah, I wish I could do that every day. I see that you often have, or maybe it's annually, you do a fundraiser for to raise funds for Trans yes. people? Is it trans people that you're raising funds for? Last year was my first one. And I actually did um, a pride month fundraiser or like okay. auction. Okay. Um, and that was for trans lifeline. And I picked them just because, you know, trans people are at such risk for so many, like more detrimental things than the average person. And, you know, more susceptible to homelessness, more susceptible to suicide and I really liked the organization. I looked them up quite heavily and I really liked the outreach that they do. Their hotline is like all trans people answering. And, you know, they're of the abolitionist mindset. They do not call the cops, um, you know, unless it's absolutely necessary, I believe is what their policy is mm. and or if it's requested. And um, they also just have a lot of resources for trans people and, you know, connecting to someone like if you're in a conservative area and you're connecting to someone that you didn't even think it was a possibility to live like, that's like the things that change people's lives is when you're some kid who thinks that there's no way anyone's like me, there's no way 
like anyone's felt the way I do before in my whole life. But then you find this resource and you perhaps talk to someone and they're like, I actually get it. And, you know, you now know you're not alone. So that's, that's like so important. That's so beautiful. Yeah. Seeing like an, an example of somebody that can be comfortable and outward with who they are and, uh, can, can really help somebody like, you know, find something to model after or perhaps escape the situation or place that they are where they're oppressed. And mm-hmm. I hope that this podcast can be a tool for that kind of a thing too. It's, I was excited to talk to you about this because, um, you know, maybe there's, I mean, there's people listening all over the freaking world. So it's like, you know, maybe there's somebody out there that it, that, that does relate and, you know, feels that way. Like sexuality is something I've always, uh, well, not always, I, I, but it's something I became comfortable with in my teenage years because of uh, raving. I, I would go to raves a lot, and uh, that's encouraged is for you to be your like authentic self, and uh, yeah. sexuality is definitely like out and open, and uh, that really like changed my whole perspective on the world because I had one view that was you know that I was raised in, and mm-hmm. and uh, I found that, and uh, I, I used to when the Westboro Baptist church would come to town, they came to town twice here in Long Beach. I went and counter protested against them. And, uh, yeah, I just, uh, today it's crazy to me. It's like mind blowing that it feels like we're going taking steps backwards Yeah, a little bit. Yeah. A hundred percent. Right. It's frustrating. It's weird. It doesn't really yeah. make sense. Cause it was like, I thought that we were past this, you know? Yeah. We'd, we'd like to think that, but there's always people that have, you know, the power is only in the hands of people that do things for money. And also, you know, there's so many factors, religion, money, yeah. you know, the pockets of these people that make the decisions for us are lined with the most rich in the world. And they're yeah. a small, very small population of people and they control a lot. So. They really are the minority too. And that's the funny thing. It feels very loud and in our faces but they're, mm-hmm. they're definitely the minority and i think that the reality of it is is that like and i hate to sound like i don't know whatever ignorant but like i think there there's a point where if you can practice some acceptance within yourself that those people aren't going to change you know what i mean yeah. we are not going to change those people they're just not mm-hmm. their kids aren't yeah. they're just going to keep passing on you know what i mean and, yeah. and it's not that to say that we shouldn't fight back and push back mm-hmm. but like it it could probably like deeply bother someone um, that that is victim to that. You know what I mean? And if you can find some acceptance in that, maybe. Yeah. I I think that it's definitely something that you have to look at and be like, because I can't change the views of Mm -hmm. many people. Yeah. (laughs) And unless they're willing. And that's a harder thing to find nowadays. But, Mm -hmm. you know, because just with how everything's pushed at people, even in general from media and, you know, et cetera, it's all, you know, be mad, be angry about something. Mm -hmm. And, you know, also there's that cognitive dissonance that Mm -hmm. you have, like with a lot of stuff and, you know, you may not think something so staunchly, but when someone questions you about it, then you get too defensive and it's, you know, it's, it's just and it puts you harder like into your mm-hmm. it's like dogma better. yeah the division yeah. gets stronger and stronger and stronger 100 that does yeah you have a very wise outlook on that um 
So you're, you do this fund, you did this fundraiser last year, you're going to do it again this year. And how does that work? Yeah. So last year I had some people donate some plants and mm-hmm. uh, pots and things like that. And I posted pictures and we did a, it was a little thrown together last year cause it was my first one. So it was a little less organized, but this year I'm slightly more organized. I'm going to pick a different, uh, organization this year um not trans lifeline but i'm still looking into that i i want to do something that has like the greatest impact really and make sure that the money is being used to really affect people yeah and i don't want it to just go to a bigger organization necessarily where perhaps i mean it could have impact probably but i don't i want it to all go to something where it's going to matter Something more transparent, maybe smaller. Yes. And I've been looking into like local places here in Nashville as well. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, if anyone knows anything, hit me up on Instagram. But um, just because I think that a local place is going to have 100% a really impactful thing Mm -hmm. uh, that I could put that money towards and help, you know, real people. And that's that's beautiful. I love it. Yeah. Cool. And so everyone donates plants and then you'd post the pictures and then the donor uh, mails it to the. Yes, that is how it's going to work this year. The donor will mail it to the winner of the auction. Got it. So, yeah, I'm planning on first week of June is just going to be all promo Mm -hmm. um, and try and get people hyped up for it. And everyone knows that it's going on and uh, spread that around. And then the second week, I think I'm going to start it and let it run. And are you seeking donations currently? Oh, yeah. I mean, I'll take donations, um, you know, up until the last minute. Yeah. So, Calling all plant to... people. Yes. <laughs> so, yeah, I've actually got some really great um, people, including yourself. Thank you very much. Oh, thank you. Um, to donate already. So, yeah, I was going to say, knowing the plant community and what I've seen, no matter what the uh, reason behind uh, the or the cause behind the fundraiser may be, uh, it seems to that seems to be that uh, it always ends up pretty positive yeah and i'm like super grateful for that and i i love that vibe about you know this plant community is that i've just really seen a lot of people rally around each other when they need it Mm -hmm. and uh i really love that even though it's you know everyone comes from different walks of life not many of us you know i mean a lot of the california people may know each other but a lot of us don't even know each other in real life Mm -hmm. and just connected through Instagram and I've met so many cool people and it's just been super awesome to make all these friends and, you know, uh, have the shared love of plants and cacti, succulents, et cetera. Absolutely. Yeah. I've got some very close friendships with people that I've never met mm-hmm. that I would literally yeah. say they're a close friend of mine. Cause I talked to them on the phone or I FaceTime with them mm-hmm. and, they know yeah. more about my problems than some of my real friends that I have out here, you know? Right. A hundred percent. So I don't yeah. know. Pretty cool. <laughs> yeah. I'm, I'm excited. And this year's, uh, auction should be great. I think yeah. it's going to be pretty big. That's what I'm hoping. <laughs> yeah. Awesome. Well, I hope that this can help spread the message. Um, what else do you like to do? What other kind of passions do you have? 
you know, um, plants take up a lot of my time. Mm, but, one of those. Yeah. So uh, that's, you know, probably a huge one. Mm -hmm. I just recently got into pottery probably like cool. about half a year ago. Uh, I wanted to try and make my own. In Wisconsin, there was a small studio um, that allowed me to take some classes and do some free time on like the wheel and things like that. So I got to learn a little bit. Awesome. Um, but I haven't found a place here yet that's going to let me do it because otherwise it gets well, either way, it's it's a little pricey of a hobby. <laughs> so. Yeah, that's what they're saying. Oh, yeah. Someone someone said it's like a hobby that you see a lot of old guys doing or old people doing because they're retired and they they can they afford, can afford it. it. Yeah, right. Um any uh, influential potters that you can think of? You know, any of them in this community, really. Right. There's a, uh, there's a gang of them. So, Kitoy? Is that what you said? Yeah, Kitoy. Oh, yeah, so, I like that. I like that answer. Awesome. I used to have a pot on display. I like looked for it, but I don't keep it there anymore. <laughs> yeah, I have a couple from him, so he's great. And I love variegated Troy's work. He's yeah. Troy's great. Yeah. And uh, who else? I mean, there's so many people yeah. that are so talented. Cactus Cold Ceramics. DA pottery, yes. slash DA pottery, yes. radical Love 13 them. LBCs coming in hot with some dope pots. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Out I, of nowhere well, too. They, out they of nowhere made, came yeah. out like a fucking <laughs> full blown talented potter. Yeah. I love when people really just come out of nowhere and they're like, oh yeah, here's all these for sale. And I'm like, I didn't even know you did that. Yeah. Right. <laughs> but great. I'll buy them. Here's all my money. Hidden talents. Yes. Cool. No, I love that. And I, I like it just cause it's like, I try, I try not to put pressure on myself of like, you know, uh, being too good at it, but I, I like doing something that's like super creative. I love hobbies where I can get my hands in it. Um, so that's like a big thing for me, which like plants do for me. And then pottery is one too, just because it making something with your hands, it's yeah. just super connecting. And I like that. And there's kind of that like stimulus of brain and body yeah there. no so for I, sure I really like that no that makes sense why it's uh so th people find it to be so therapeutic you know yeah this is like total state of mindfulness when you're doing that and it's an art form too in and of itself i think uh especially like potting and staging a plant um it doesn't have to be like this intricate thing either like it can be simple and i still think it's like a beautiful form of expression right Oh yeah. And it, yeah, a hundred percent. And I used to, before I even knew what staging was, I just would, you know, throw my pots in plastic and mm -hmm. or my plants in plastic pots and go ahead on my day. But now I can't even put anything in a pot and just leave it. I have to like do something with it, whether it's top dressing or, you know, some rocks or whatever, but yeah. I, it means me otherwise because I'm like, no, it just doesn't look right anymore. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. No, that makes sense it's to, for it to be like cohesive, right? Yes. And like maybe one's not, why isn't this one as special as the one that's in the, the nice pot when it's equally yeah. special? I actually, it's funny. I have some, I don't know if I'm like a secret rock collector or what, but I will go places and find rocks and it like, attach some sort of meaning to them mm. like i went i went disc golfing for the first time with a friend of mine uh her husband and uh she's my best friend and i just for some reason i was like that was such a good day and i'd never done it before and i just found these like rocks that were sitting in clay and i literally like packed them in my pockets and went home with them and then i've used them for staging and like i'm obsessed with those plants even though one of them's just like a very simple Kawarthia. That's awesome. <laughs> I, still, I love it. 
Yeah, you can attach meaning to like all kinds of different inanimate objects, right? Mm -hmm. <laughs> Especially yeah. like where if you found it somewhere, then you're gonna forever remember where you got that from. Oh yeah, I'm the type that like you know had a penny in my shoe when I was a kid, and I had rocks in my pocket. Still have rocks in my pocket often. Yeah, <laughs> crystals. And Me stones. too. I, listen, <laughs> I, I understand it. <laughs> I'll stop. You know, my it's funny. Uh, my cousin and I, we go a ton of places to for real estate and we mm -hmm. do a lot of land things as well. Mm -hmm. So the other day we had to, usually we hire out for uh, photos, but we have a drone. And so uh, oh. her son is really good at flying the drone. Mm -hmm. He's 15 and we usually bring him with and have him do like a big, if we have a big land thing to get uh footage of, mm -hmm. but he was busy the other week. And so he taught me how to use the drone. <laughs> And we had to drive out and I had to operate and film. And that was something And the land that we were on was very muddy because it had rained the day prior. We mm. weren't prepared. We needed like above and beyond a four wheel drive to uh, view the property. And we did not have that. So we <laughs> pulled up and I was like caked in mud and, but I was like, you know what? This is clay. I should bring, I wish I would have brought a bag so that I could bring some home. <laughs> so wow. She, she just laughs at me every single time. She's like, we can come back. <laughs> just trekking. That's really cool. Actually flying a drone with a camera. It's like, a, I mean, you're, it's film, you know, and then it's oh, yeah. really cool. It was, to see. it was cool. And you just, this one was, I think it was the Apple one and it's like DGI or something like that. And it, I was really surprised. They, they said it was like 600 bucks and it, but like, super good quality because i know my girlfriend she's a photographer and i've looked at drones before cool. for photography and uh they like rack up into the thousands pretty fast for sure. so i was definitely surprised the the quality on the camera for the 600 dollars one so uh, that's where that's where these giant them. corporations might be kind of good for us you know what i mean because they, they right. mass produce stuff so we could get it at an affordable exactly. price right like yeah, our, our no. iphones should be a lot more than they are probably yeah know? Right. <laughs> but that's the thing with like photography. It's like we used to have to spend thousands of dollars on a really nice SLR, digital SLR to get the quality that we can get with our phones now. Yeah, which, which really I cool. love. I love it. Yeah, yeah it's cool. I love that too. And I, just you can see, I always struggle because I think I can never capture. I'm like such a, I love nature. Perfectionist? And, you know, oh. maybe perhaps, but I... I love trying to get a picture of something that I I'm viewing like a sunset or whatever it is, like mm -hmm. a, some sort of landscape yeah. and it never turns out how I like want it to, because I'm like, it just doesn't look as good as yeah. when I'm seeing it in real life. But I think it's like the whole aura of like, you're standing there and like you're mm -hmm. present in the moment and mm -hmm. you like can see and feel and hear and, you know, all of the senses. Yeah. I think that that definitely has a factor into it, but when you look at the picture at home, I'm like, yeah, it's pretty. I just can't capture. Some people can capture it well enough. I think I, but not you're, me. You're limited. With, I think you're limited with still. Like if, if it's film, you can almost capture it probably a little bit better. Yeah. But also film, like I meant film like video, but then film cameras. I think mm -hmm. also they they're really good at There's capturing. So much character in that yeah. as well. I and I love the look of a film camera. So absolutely, but the I grain really... as opposed to the pixels. Yes, I can't operate one really, but I love the way they look. <laughs> yeah, that's awesome. Um, so, you, you, what do you got going on now? What now that you're moving there? You've moved to Tennessee. You're settling in. 
Yes, trying. What, so hopefully building a greenhouse okay. here. And that's, well, I don't know. I've been waffling between building and buying. And I think I'm just going to buy because, you know, I don't plan to live here. They're nice enough to let me use their backyard and put a greenhouse in. Mm-hmm. So I think when I am settled in my own house, which hopefully like in the next year or so, I will have enough saved up to uh, be out on my own and have my own yard. And uh, then I would probably like to build one. But for now, I'm just going to buy one and bigger than the one that I had at home, just because I already have more plants because I added some here and then I have all the ones from home. Mm. And yeah, so it'll be a long trek to try and I think it's nine hour drive. And so I should be able to fit everything if I just like rent a truck, I think, and get everything here. But we'll see i've seen other people do that and i'm like wow dude pack it's and gonna stuff be, it's gonna be a time i'll say that there's people that pack loads like that just for shows <laughs> you know true. you know what that's true that's and wild. i can't imagine yeah. yeah yeah well actually speaking of i'm hoping to actually go to the inner city show this year in mm, august nice. that's, that's when it is but yeah so hopefully i'm gonna make it there i'd like to enter a plant because i've never you know done that before mm-hmm. so I don't know what I'm going to enter, but I hope to. And so I don't know. I think I'm either going to drive if I decide to enter more than one plant or I'm just going to bring it with me on the plane and like hold it dear to my chest. <laughs> yeah, that's awesome. I've never done it either. I went to the yeah. inner city show for the first time last year and loved it. And uh, definitely it. was like telling myself next year, I'm going to enter some plants. I, I have some ideas for sure. Um, it's so cool to see like everybody's different style and then like it's arranged by genus too. So it's like mm-hmm. incredible. You just a variety. Yeah. I'm going to go like absolutely wild at the, you know, shop section because right. I, yeah. I can't control myself. I always think I'm like, you know what? It's fine. Just spend like have a budget and only spend this much on plants for this amount of time. But nope, I always break it. I just see something I'm like, but it's cool and I need it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, yeah. the the shop was wild. It was super cool. Like the for everything from, you know, like dollar to five dollar plants to rare mm-hmm. and expensive specimens. Yeah. I'm excited because cool. I'm definitely gonna buy things. There's no way I won't. <laughs> That's awesome. But yeah, I uh actually oh, I forgot what I was gonna say there. We were talking about inner city, mm-hmm. buying plants. You want to come out, enter it. Um, yeah. Is there anywhere in particular that you like to get plants or maybe recommendations for people that are out in the Midwest that um, want to find some cool plants? There is a place in Minneapolis, uh, mm-hmm. Fractal Cactus, okay. and they're really cool. He, the owner, I, his name's Scott. He's the shop owner. And it's actually like, uh, it's a cool little place. He trucks down to Arizona, like a couple times a year, gets inventory and wow. then brings it back. Yeah. And they do a really like cool thing where they'll like pot anything up, like any, you know, plant that you want to get, they'll pot it up mm. and uh, put a top dressing on it for you free of charge, like off the plant. So that's nice. That's awesome. But that's, that's the one place that I was able to find cactus that I, you know, there was a little bit more variety than anywhere else I had ever seen. And actually just cactus in general in the Midwest, that's pretty much the only place, but I know mm. 
if I had trekked down to Chicago, I know that there's um, tons of them. Plant, yeah. Yes, there's plant shops in Chicago. Yeah, they got a big plant culture. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so I should have made my way down there, but. <laughs> what about online? Oh, online. Etsy, do a lot Gosh. of Etsy. You know, I'm not the biggest Etsy fan. Well, I'll Etsy's do Etsy dying. Is it? Oh yeah, they just raised <laughs> their fee thirty percent. Whoa. Yeah. That's yikes. Yeah. R.I.P. Etsy. Oh. Yeah, that's gonna. Feels like that tank it, but yeah, I uh, I only ever really bought off Etsy if I kind of knew the person for the most part. Yeah, like if I knew the sense. person and they just had an Etsy shop, because then I could like kind of know the quality. Yeah. But otherwise, yeah. I really just buy from like people that sell on Instagram mm -hmm. and like or they have their own website and things like that. Like yeah. when I first was getting into it, actually, I um met well i didn't meet them in person but i started following um james i'm thinking of his real his name <laughs> um his instagram Jeez. handle mm. um i'd have to look at it i can't remember it right now that's okay but it's uh he he was very nice and he sent me like a huge box just full of like random things like i got like two things from him and he knew that i was just starting and mm -hmm. he sent me like oh shackleford okay that's his that's his name on instagram okay. and uh he just sent me a ton of things and i was like whoa because like i didn't even know there were that like many different uh genus and species etc and so uh -huh. i like that was just like the bug bite it just started yeah. it all and i from that point on kind of like went wild and then anywhere i could find things that people were selling on instagram i pretty much would but I still do that. Like, um, I kind of get into a specific genus and uh -huh. then I like want to collect them all uh -huh. and then uh -huh. I kind of move on and find something else that I think is really cool. So, but that's the special thing about supporting small businesses. And especially if you've developed a relationship with the vendor, like, mm -hmm. you know, that you're going to get that personalized, uh, feeling when you order something, right. Mm -hmm. And the gifts and all of that, that comes with it. For sure. And uh, I like to do the same for sure when I buy plants. And um, what genus in particular do you are you focusing on at this moment? At this moment, I got like really into mammalaria the other day for some reason. <laughs> the other day. And, <laughs> you know, it was actually like the other week and I bought like a ton of them. Oh, wow. And um, yeah, I don't know what prompted that because Prior, I wasn't really a big mammalaria fan and I just was like yeah you know but then I I don't know what it was there was some video or something someone posted a specific one and then I just kind of went like crazy there was I think it was a bokasana or something like that and I was like whoa that's so fluffy and I was like I need it yeah <laughs> I went on the search for one and I got quite a few and uh also mellow cactus I love I, mellow cactus. yes i have just been you know originally was not interested really but now i'm kind of obsessed i there's no like grown ones that i can seem to find that anyone has available for me to buy mm -hmm. but uh i found a decently sized azurus uh at a greenhouse here actually mm. and so i i bought that I had one previously, but it died because there was some issue with it. it had a fungus of some sort. But, I, uh, I would yeah. kill for uh, mature Azores for sure. Oh, 
same. So I'm hoping that this guy, fingers crossed, will, you know, go the distance with me. He's got the cap and everything already? No. Not yet. Okay. It's just, it's, it's like very, um, rounded and fat. So mm -hmm. like, I really loved the look of it. Cause I like, there was like probably 10 of them sitting there and I picked that one cause it was more like flat, but larger. And so I liked that and I'm hoping that I will, you know, be somewhat close to getting the Sphalium. Yeah, no, I absolutely love Mellow Cactus. And if you were to look at my collection, you wouldn't realize it. But I like there's something about them, man. Right. I They're love so them. Cool. I had one I had one rot out. Uh, and uh, I have a couple small, tiny azures. They grow too slow for me. <laughs> you know, they yeah. grow slow. They take forever. They're like, <laughs> yeah, you want that little satisfaction a little faster. Sometimes. Yeah, I want to buy a mature one. I will definitely one day get myself an azures with a Turk's cap. What do they call oh, it? Yeah. What's it called? A cephalium? Yeah, cephalium, I think. Cephalium. You know, it's funny because I really don't know how to pronounce a lot of uh, genus names or like plant, you know, nomenclature type things <laughs> until I... Us. Yeah, I think it's just we wait until we hear someone say it and then we base it off of that. <laughs> right. Yeah, totally. Yeah. yeah, I actually, um, from college, I graduated with a degree in biology so like i kind of know scientific names like i can kind of mm. you know if if it's somewhat pronounceable i can mostly do it but yeah that's it. and you might like actually be familiarized with why that name has that name huh like what what the eh. maybe like a yeah root not word. anymore i won't i won't really remember that stuff as much yeah. but yeah some some things there's like a you know that word means something specific. So it makes sense. So was biology something you were just interested in? Yeah, I actually started my college career with no major. Mm -hmm. And I just went because that's what, you know, you kind of did. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and uh, I didn't have much of a direction. And I think that's because like all throughout school. So I have ADHD and mm -hmm. in school and it was unmedicated for like many a year mm -hmm. and uh it you know I didn't do well in school and I didn't really have like that motivation which I never understood until like even now like um that what ADHD is at its core is like not giving us dopamine it doesn't we don't have dopamine as you know the normal average person does mm -hmm. and so that's like what causes things like lack of mo motivation and things like that so mm -hmm. um once I was medicated I was like holy cow, like, this is what normal people, like, are like, wow. you know, so I, I was able to focus in, because, like, prior to medication, I'd say I struggle very hard to, like, read a book, and that was something that I never really, because I wouldn't retain it, I'd just read the words, and then mm. I'd be, like, reading the same page, like, 20 times, so, so yeah. So, it's, like, you're, uh, like, distracted, even when you're or you're, is, is that what it is? is it... In a way, it's like I would be able to read it like a page out of a book, but yeah. then my mind would be elsewhere yeah. or, and I wouldn't actually be retaining the information. That sounds so very that difficult. Like, yeah, it, it was hard, especially like when I was getting older in school, because like you can really fly by with it for a, yeah. quite a long time yeah. if you just are like able to bs your way through things mm -hmm. and stuff like that in school and i was for the most part um but then in college i just kind of got sick of it 
because I was like, I don't know what I want to do. And why am I even in school? Because I'm just wasting money at this point. But Mm -hmm. I don't know what it was that really triggered it to go into bio, but I was pre-med. So that's like why that course, the science course. Mm -hmm. But I actually loved like biology and science just purely based off of like after I'd gone into it it was just so cool everything I learned was like amazing and I had a really good mentor um my last couple years in school and I worked with him in his lab and he studied uh you know bioluminescent bacteria um so vibrio harvii is what they were called and uh they're super super cool and so i got to do some research with him on that because he researched all of that are we talking about like phosphorescence is that the same thing basically yeah it's um that's like a different type so yeah they like use all of these like bioluminescent markers and things like for research whether it be like medical type things and also just like studying the bacterium their self and so that Uh was like super interesting and yeah, I got to do a lot of cool stuff with science. So that's awesome. Yeah, there, it's, it's crazy how much of that is in nature that we can't see. Like the there's a lot of animals that have it. Yes. You know, you can see it in the ocean for whatever reason. I don't know scientifically, but like we yeah. can't see it with our naked eye in nature. Like, but mm-hmm. with the cameras, UV cameras or something, they are able to yeah. now. With uh, the bioluminescent bacteria specifically, you've probably seen pictures like where they are like lit up on the beach, like on the sand, they like wash up with the waves Mm -hmm. and things like that. And that's because when when you look at them like in a jar, if it's just like a jar of like water with the bacteria, they don't glow. But when you spin it and Mm. uh, air goes in it, then that's when it uh, that's when they start to, you know, produce their light right and so yeah it's it's super cool and that was a fun time in life and so i got to do that kind of stuff and on one of there's this really cool special on netflix that will smith is on one of the many that he did and Mm -hmm. uh they go they take like a very modern uh aquatic ship (laughs) down to the bottom Mm -hmm. of the ocean and like they're stirred they're stirred it up by by them coming down and they can't you can't see it but then they they turn the lights off like the headlights off and all of a sudden it's like a uni well galaxy of <laughs> a galaxy of uh bioluminescence like all these yes. little uh living organisms that you can't see with yeah. your naked eye or with light on them, but mm-hmm. by moving the water and turning off the lights, it's crazy. I highly recommend it. I don't know which one it is, but uh, cool. yeah, super passionate about that kind of stuff so much so that I almost knocked my lamp over. Yeah, <laughs> no, I feel that. That's that's me too. I can get really into that. You know, any sciencey type things, mm. I'm always down. So. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's cool. There's a lot of yeah. lot of. Uh, ties with the plants there 100 percent, and like that was i remember when i was in a bio class we even went over to the greenhouse in um in the school and they had like tons of plants and i was like oh this is cool like before i got into plants but i was just like this is real cool and then i think that like you know learning that stuff also really helps like 
my ability to even kind of assess issues that I have with plants too, like, mm-hmm. you know, nutrient wise and, you know, theory wise of like soils and et cetera, yeah. nutrients to take up and being able to understand better the mechanisms of how they all work in the first right. place. And do you have a, like a routine, a regimen, fertilizing? <sighs> Nothing like rigid. Yes, nothing rigid. I try. I'm a chronic under fertilizer. Um, and I don't know why. I think just out of convenience or, you know, pure laziness. Um, but mostly I'd rather just use the hose because that was easy. Yeah. <laughs> and, uh, but yeah, I will try. It was always tricky in Wisconsin because I really had to base it off of how. I put a dehumidifier in my greenhouse. That'll tell you something. So like, yeah. I really had to try and be careful with how much I watered, mm-hmm. but I think I could probably push it more. It was just like, I didn't want to do it too much. Cause I didn't want anything. I was like at a point where I was like, I don't want anything else to die. So I'm just going to like, you know, be really safe about it. But, uh, here I'm definitely going to have to try and test it out a little bit better. I was doing like, I think every two and a half to three weeks in Wisconsin, like mm. even in the summer, mm. And so I think I'm going to have to up it here because of how hot it's been. So, I mean, how great is that? Less is more. Uh, yeah. <laughs> every two and a half right. to three weeks here I, in the summer, I got to do once a week. Not, I could get away with once every two to three weeks for sure. But you know what I mean? Uh, it's just mm-hmm. super cool that they're not so needy, you know? Yeah. They're, yeah. But I always ran into that issue of like too little, too much. And yeah. then I'd have things where it'd be like, okay, their roots are dry as heck. (laughs) So it just really, I had a lot of strange issues growing in Wisconsin. So, but I'm hopeful that they won't follow me here. (laughs) Yeah. uh, I I think that's just comes with the territory with being Mm -hmm. a grower in that area. That's hundred percent. Yeah. It was a challenge. Some experimentation. I'm sure Mm -hmm. lots of it. Yeah, and then I get scared for like the cactus that I really like, where I'm like, right. if there's a special don't one, I'm mess like, this I one up. really don't want to mess it up. I really don't want to kill it. Yeah, <laughs> like uh, astrophytum. Don't know what it is. They absolutely hate me. Same with Areocarpus in Wisconsin. I could not grow them. I yeah. don't understand why necessarily. I think it. Actually, I really don't. I don't know why. <laughs> Just yeah. that I yeah. couldn't really get the hang of it. And they didn't really love anything I would do to them. So they just usually would end up dying, mm. rotting some way, one way or another. Mm. Too but humid for them probably, huh? I guess. I that's know. That Who was knows? my, I don't know, my best guess was that. I figured like the Areocarpus maybe was the humidity. I thought yeah. because of how like thick their roots can be, like mm-hmm. with the tubercle type roots. I thought maybe they just didn't like that. And Yeah, the constant moisture. That was my best guess. That makes but... sense. No, that would make sense. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Because they're in, in habitat, they're like in straight organic, inorganic soil, right? I'm pretty I, sure. I believe so. Yeah. yeah, pretty sure. Yeah. Yeah, I think it's like clay and limestone and things like that. That's awesome. Granite. So, cool. Uh, I promise I will make sure to clean up every little bit of this so that all the little hiccups we had will uh, yeah, no vanish and it'll be cohesive and nice and i've really enjoyed this conversation yeah me too thank you so much for having me on i really appreciate yeah, it getting to meet you um where can yes. everyone find you 
Um, you know, planter.re. Mm-hmm. That's, you know, the main place you can find me. Mm-hmm. But uh, yeah. But cool. And, uh, you know, anyone can, if you want to chat plants, you want to chat real estate, I am down for any of that because yeah. uh, we, we love being able to help people all over with real estate things as well. So, you know. I think it's so beautiful that you you have such great intentions behind uh, what you're doing and utilizing plants to uh, accomplish something like that. That's a positive change in the world. Thank you. And I think that um, that's the future of the plant community, right? I hope so. I mean, yeah. that's I I'm really glad that I'm going to be doing it again this year, and I hope that it's you know a yearly thing, and then hopefully maybe not even a yearly thing. Maybe it's like a bi-yearly thing because i'd love to be able to do something that has such an impact that's really my goal out of all of it what about creating your own organization do you see that at all i could definitely um i i could definitely be interested in that it would be time heavy (laughs) but it would be worth it Mm. um and also just being able to keep that constant flow in I -hmm. think would be something that would be difficult but I mean if I could accomplish that that would be huge I that'd be like probably the greatest thing I could accomplish thus far in my life so I'd love doing something like that there's grants there's grants out there that's true yeah that is true yeah or maybe someone someone will see what you're doing and believe in it you know um what are some of the organizations before we go that uh, i would like to put some in the uh, description of the episode that you Mm -hmm. recommend so i mean there's always the trevor project that's a big one okay um and they help they help lgbtq um plus kids adults um you know a lot of what I love about that, you know, organization specifically is I know that they do a lot of work with people who have been um, like displaced, like people that have been kicked out because mm. of their sexual orientation. Yeah. So I yeah. really love seeing that kind of work because that's like a really horrible side of like the, uh, you know, of life where there are parents and, you know, people that do not want to have their child be a part of their life anymore because mm-hmm. of their who whether it's who they love or it's who they are yeah. then it's just it's absolutely heart-wrenching that that's such a something that happens so often it is very and, common um, yeah it's it's common and you know i hope that there's like a switch that and you know it's better it's there it's better than it was sure but it, like still has so far to go. Yeah. So it's definitely something that I hope continues to like improve. And that's not something that people have to go through anymore. I mean, mm-hmm. my, my ideal world would be like no person ever being looked at differently for just being who they are. Yeah. So that, that'd be the nice one. But so Trevor project is one. Um, real quick, real quick. Line. Real quick, I have an example of somebody very close to me, actually, that um, that I love very much that was disowned, kicked out of their house, their car got taken away, mm-hmm. uh, all that, cut off completely. So yeah, I totally, and, and it's not the only person I know, but it's mm-hmm. one that's important yeah. to me, and it's really sad. Yeah. yeah, no, that, and it's so sad that people have to go through that because mm-hmm. no one in the world should be made feel 
that they are less than mm -hmm. just for simply being themselves yeah and there's nothing wrong with it and there's no it's just a lot of it i think boils down to people like staying staying the way things are mm -hmm. status quo and then also religion it it's just a major factor of you know why there's a lot of hate and there's a lot of religious groups that are like organizations that support lgbtq yeah. plus but, but there's also a lot that do not and they use religion as their like mm -hmm. grounds to hate which is so counterintuitive to sure the whole entire basis of religion in the first place so it just it never has made sense to me well the bizarre thing too there the parallel is uh how often people that are extremely outwardly homophobic turn out to be doing uh to be engaging in that kind of activity secretly mm -hmm. you know yeah, what I mean? it's, it's so it weird it definitely is such a commonality and it's always that like <laughs> there's always this thing that is said in the community, I think, where it's like, there is that stereotype of like, closeted people are the most homophobic type thing. Mm -hmm. But and that's true to a degree. And then there's also people that are just homophobic for no yeah. reason. Oh, for sure. For yeah. Sure. But yeah, so it, it it's like that. Uh, it's so there's so many layers to this whole entire well i mean there's so many layers to life in yeah. general but so many layers to that type of mentality and it's because shame is placed on you before you even know it's a shameful thing yeah really well it's a fight worth fighting for so 100 keep doing it uh what else did you say the trevor project then you said uh trans lifeline is a good one okay. um the one in Nashville that I am, well, okay, so then there's P Flag, which is like a national one. P Flag, okay. Yeah, let me look that up, just make sure that's right. right yeah, P Flags. And then um, one that I'm looking at in Nashville right now is, I think that the organization part is called Just Us, but they're the Oasis Center. The so Oasis that's, Center. yeah. Just Us, the Oasis Center. Cool, yeah. I'll look all these places up and uh, plug links in the description of uh, the episode. And Great. Uh, Just Us, the Oasis Foundation. Awesome. I'm really happy we got to do this. And it's rare that yeah. I get a female guest. Yeah, and I, I always, I think that's funny. It's because in the plant community online, like I follow a lot of guys and I don't yeah. even really realize it. There are like, I think quite a few girls that I follow. There I think are. I probably yeah. follow all of them that ex that mm -hmm. I know exist. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so, but yeah, it's, it's definitely uh, more of a, it seems like it's more of a male populated community, but I do think I looked once at my um, engagement on Instagram and it looked like it was pretty split 50, 50. So Mm, I got 36% female listenership, I think 2% non-binary, the rest okay. is all males. But yeah. uh, it makes right. sense because men like podcasts. Uh, that's true. You know, that's not even a stereotype. That's a fact. You know, yeah. men, men like podcasts. But uh, I swear, like, there's that division in the community between houseplants and cactus and succulents that I'm, like, trying mm -hmm. to, uh, my goal always has been to kind of, like, break down that right. wall. And it's harder. Like, I've approached house people. And they don't always want to come on. 
Um, it's hard. You know, it's hard. I have a hundred percent know a person that will um, come on who's Please. a houseplant person. Please. Yeah. Um, her name's Alex Scrublin. She's my best friend, and I know a hundred percent she would come on the show. What's her handle? Um, it is uh, Heartland Aeroids. H E A R T. Okay. L A N D Aeroids. Cool. Yeah, and she is. Um, she's a plant seller and she lives, um, in the St. Louis area in Missouri. Okay. Yeah. And so she, I know she would say yes to it. So Brad, yeah, maybe that'll be the, uh, the doorway into that. Yeah. There you go. Cool. Hope so. Thank you so much, Rhiannon. I really yeah, appreciate well, it. Thank you for having me at planter.rhi on Instagram. Everybody, if everyone could please like review and subscribe to the podcast and hit that share button and make sure to click on the link to a fundraiser I am currently uh, organizing and I will talk about it on the intro as well. Thank you so much. Thank you. Have a great Thanks. day. All right. You too. Bye. Bye.